Hello, beautiful people. It's Ali from the Somebody's Son podcast. First and foremost, please make sure you go out and vote. Your voice matters, so make sure you go out and use it. I think it's amazing to see the feedback you all have given us this season, especially the reviews. Shout out to our 50th reviewer, Mike, out in the Bay Area. We truly appreciate your kind words. This episode is dear to me because the fellas discuss how certain mediums can shift from tools to distractions. I know you'll enjoy the conversation, so be sure to subscribe if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating, and leave us a review. Thanks for the support and enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Somebody Son Podcast, where biting your tongue is never allowed. Young men battle with the pressures of manhood every day. Each episode, we tackle topics that focus on worth, actions, and relationships. Our goal is simple, help men win the war with themselves. So we still doing good, fellas? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Everybody's doing good. Yes, sir. Less than highly favored? Always. Always. So I want to touch on a topic that... Um, uh, essentially, just continuing off of our last episode, um, you had mentioned um, at the end that the same things that are supposed to empower us as human beings, the same tools that we have to empower us that were created, is essentially becoming distractions for us. Mm-hmm. And ob- it's very obvious that you're talking about social media. Of course. Um, so I just want to dive into that a little bit more because from my personal experience... I've experienced, I mean, I do Twitter, I do Instagram, like a majority of young people do, um, as I know you guys most likely do as well. And I've seen, you know, distractions for people in terms of work, in terms of, you know, their personal relationships. I've seen the the toxic element that it can, you know, add to people's lives, Yeah. you know, the negativity. Um, <clears throat> so can you just speak on that a little bit? I mean, yeah, I can't really speak on the social media side. I do think it's a great, I have a distraction that I struggle with more so, which was work. Mm. And I think to your, to your point, what do you do when the outlet or the platform that was supposed to uh, help you to get you to wherever you need to go, fulfilling your purpose, being more financially independent, wealthy, whatever, is also the same tool that's used to distract you from reaching your same purpose. For me, that was work. It wasn't social media. I pour so much into my work job and I care so much around my career and uh, the executives. I did care if they saw me with the, with the, you know, master shirt on and things of that nature. And I, I did that so much that the very people I'm working for to create a better life for, to vacation with and things of that nature, that's what it distracted me from. It, mm. I, work became more of a, instead of just being a conduit for creating financial um, you know, success, mm. it literally became like who I was becoming. Mm. So I wasn't spending the quality time with my son. I wasn't spending the quality time with my wife. And I definitely wasn't spending quality time with my creator. And so Jeez. what I found is that I was in an imbalance. Like I, I found more glory being in the workplace than any other place on the planet. That's sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's sick, right? Yeah. I think... So to your point around social media, I think other people are using social media in the same way work had became my crutch. Because distractions are distractions. <coughs> yeah. No matter what form they come in. Yep. Yeah. Yes. I think it depends on what, what you hold, what, what you value. So you say mm-hmm. you value you know, your family time, and if that if we're talking about distractions in that in that element, then yes, as an example, work for you would be a thing. But I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that 
um, and this is this is a whole another point that we can cover. I wouldn't say that you um, you <clears throat> seeing work at using it as a distraction against those things. I agree that's sick. I wouldn't say that work being the most valuable thing in your life. I don't think that's I don't think that's an issue. You don't think depending on the person. Because of where he is in life. But yeah, depending on the person. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Depending on the person. Depending on the person. And the intention and the reason why you do the things that you do. Right. Exactly. As long as that now is blinded. So for your situation, you you had to sacrifice time with family in order to progress your career. Right. You were doing it for your family, but your family sacrificed. And I think you've gotten to a point in your life now where it's you're making different decisions. And I don't want to speak for you, but you're making different decisions to make sure that you can have the impact and have the, the time with your family that you may have missed in the past and make sure in the future that's, that's what you can do. Yeah, but I think, and I get, thank you for giving me credit for that, but I think, I, I'm going to be transparent with y'all. Mm-hmm. I think some men use work as a means to say, I'm doing this for my family. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what they're, they're able to use that to get away from ultimately what the real issue is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Work was my distraction for fulfilling other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So I was I was yeah, I was we okay. Go. We got oh, yeah. we're all gonna sit up in our seats now. Okay. I, I was okay. Because <laughs> we're no. talking about something. Yeah. <laughs> I was okay with when, when you know my mama check in, hey, when the last time you prayed or when the last time you went to church. I'm, mom, I'm working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm working. Mm-hmm. Now I understand the importance of sacrifice That's, and okay. putting That's in awesome. work in the gym, mm-hmm. you know. Mamba mentality, grinding it out. I respect that. And yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with that is when you OD on that mm-hmm. and then allow that to overflow in the other responsibilities mm-hmm. you have, but use that as a crutch to say, I'm not doing Facts. those things mm-hmm. because I'm providing. So I, me, I have to own that. Some mm-hmm. men won't. And mm-hmm. when they hear this, they probably going to be like, mm, he talk about me, but I'm not going to raise my hand. <laughs> yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I struggle with that. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Because First work gave me so much that. gratification and I saw all the financial success I was getting. And yeah, I would go on vacations, but I'm working instead of vacationing. So I wasn't present at all. And you know what, too? I can say this because I know you. You're, you're naturally inclined to succeed in that arena anyway. And yep. so when you're being rewarded and you, you do well, you, you tend to stray towards what, oh, you're, yeah. you know, what, you, what you do well at. And um, it allows you to avoid working on the things and even reflecting. Before you even get into work, you got to reflect and spend time with the, with the tough stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think so social how, media does the same thing. Yeah. I think a lot of people, because of it's okay to use social media for your business and you using it to try to scale your business, whether you're an artist or a designer or uh, a motivating speaker. But if we're being honest, a lot of people use social media because of the dopamine release it gives them. Mm, right. And so they care so much around the likes. Yeah. I want you to like me. Yeah. And then or you spit, response. Or I, response. Response. Yeah. I wanna before we touch on on the social media aspect of distraction, I just wanna I just wanna bring it back a little bit. How so you, you mentioned work as a distraction. How did and there is a lot of people, especially that I know, that I'm sure you all know that that you know they may not know it, but they deal with this same problem. How did you get out of that that zone, that thinking? Uh, well, forced. Forced. Well, there you go. Forced, so you right? had to recognize so, the problem first. No, well, I didn't even, I, I had recognized the problem, but I was cool with putting it off. Hmm. I was cool hmm. with putting it off because I saw the financial gain. I think the reality is I uh, started to really struggle with that. And I had folks telling me that, yo, like, chill, like you're doing a lot. Particularly like my, my mentor, Dre, was just like, hey, you need to be more present. 
And what I'm thankful for is like God has sometimes put you in a situation where you're forced to be present. Mm -hmm. Right? And so because I was forced to really say, oh, okay, I was, long story short, I thought I was about to transition to another company. That company and I had had all the conversations that was needed. I thought they were creating a role. I leave my uh, my former company, not on the best of terms, just because of some of the other leaders that left and some of the friction that I had with certain leaders. Right. Um, but I knew I was walking into like the promised this land, next, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't click immediately. In fact, it didn't click at all. They were going through a transformation. They said, hey, we putting this job on hold. And so now I've walked away from something that was giving me a lot of financial reward, thinking I was pivoting into something that was going to give me a lot of financial reward, and neither one of those things had worked out. Then what you going to do? Ain't no work now. What you going to do? Mm -hmm. mm. You got, I don't got nothing <laughs> to you tell I had time. Yeah. I had time on my hands. And so I'm blessed in the sense that I learned from that situation, and God was able to use that to get my attention. But I remember calling Chris and saying, yo, I need a win, bro. Like, it's, <clears throat> I need a win. Mm -hmm. That's the only way I could say it. I was like, I really need a win. When you need a win, trust me, bro, your priorities start to get put back in focus in the way that they're supposed to be. Amen. And it's crazy because my home life was perfect. Yeah. Once I started devoting time to those things that really mattered, it was peace in my home mm -hmm. and chaos all around. Mm -hmm. So all the other things of how I measured my success externally I was struggling there, but internally, my marriage has never been stronger. My, my, the amount of time me and my son spend, we're vacationing together. Just, you know what I mean? Like, and, what, and, and just to put it all out there, what would you prefer in any scenario? What do you prefer? Well, I peace think at that's home where, or the peace. Yeah, the peace at home, uh, and I think that's where Chris was kind of alluding to. Like, my priorities around work have shifted where now I focus more on my time mm -hmm. because I saw the gratification I got from spending quality time with yeah. friends or with family that that level work couldn't give me. And I'll be completely honest with you, my spiritual life has grown exponentially. Like I actually, praying for me is not a burden. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I need it. Like I look forward to, meditation is not a burden for me. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. Like I, you, we talked about diet before, mm -hmm. Like what I consume with my time, it has shifted. Like yeah. work, I ain't gonna lie, work, it's, you ever date somebody and for whatever reason, y'all go y'all separate ways and you meet back up later on in life just in passing or whatever, and you 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 know, and that person might even know, if y'all were to try to date today, it would never work mm -hmm. because that person, that would not satisfy you. Mm -hmm. Like work doesn't satisfy me the same way it used to. Facts. Like my, it just doesn't. Dog. Don't get me wrong. And, and, and the sick part is what Langley said because of how I'm wired. I'm dope at it. Yeah. Like I'm amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. at I work. I've seen it. I've seen it in the And line, it don't satisfy me. Yeah. yeah. And I'm grateful for all of us that it happened now. Yeah. Oh, later. yeah. And it's so easy to use. Yeah. It's so easy to use the excuse of the gratification that you get from mm -hmm. working, uh, whether it be money. Or blah, 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 as an excuse to say, hey, you know, I, I can't spend the time with you. And it's just, but it's just a distraction. Yeah. But I think, and to, to take this 360 um, or 180 rather, social media provides people with the same gratification in the form of uh, attention or, but it's still, it's still distracting. You know what I mean? It's still, um, 
I, I think that a lot of it can be very detrimental in the whether it comes to work, whether it comes to sure. Um, you know, whatever you want to be doing, pursuing goals, spending time with family. I found myself like, you know, tweeting and, and, you know, in the past and I'm not so much on Twitter now, but you know, tweeting and, you know, like focus on likes and all of these things. And then it, it becomes a distraction to my life. I'm checking Twitter all the time, checking Instagram. All yeah. the love. I feel like you were about to go there too. Yeah. So one of the things that we, we uh, were touching on from previously is how everyone has a, a, a you should, not you should, but we should as a, as a human beings have a sense of responsibility to create some kind of impact, to be able to share your experiences with other people to hopefully they can learn from your mistakes and not make the same ones. Because the less mistakes that we make, the less, less missteps that happen, we're able to see that progression, whether it be financial, whether it be navigating corporate culture, whether it be relationships, whether it be you spiritual. know love, spiritual. Mm-hmm. Pick, pick, a, pick a facet in life you can definitely learn from other people, yeah. yeah, right? Now we have the platforms in place that allow us to take our experiences and broadcast them in reaches that are limitless, yeah. right? Yeah. But because of that, there is a huge, because of the, the accessibility of it, there's a lot of noise that gets into the way. Sure. And mm-hmm. it's unfortunate because it's almost to the point where I think, I think it's unintentional. It's not. It's not on purpose how we use social media on a broader sense. I think there's some great people out here that's using it for the right reasons, right? Yeah. Pick again, earn your leisure, Prince Donnell. What, what are some? What are some? I want to highlight my ladies. Uh, Dana Chanel is cousin. Jewel Burke from Google. Absolutely. Yeah. But she did Jewel. with Park Pick. I mean, crushed it. Tristan Walker. I mean, it's pl- Arlen Hamilton. There yeah, plenty of people. There's plenty of people that are using, it, right that using yeah. it the right way. Yeah, but. There's a whole lot more that are not. Yes, yeah. and it's speak on it. It's it, it's it's really frustrating to me because we. I always bring back to my people, right? I always bring back to my people. I think that Black Twitter. I think Black Twitter is probably one of the most influential uh, forces in media today. Mm-hmm. I don't have a Twitter, but mm-hmm. whenever you I'm, hear, yeah, I, 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 hear I hear of it all the time. Same. I hear yeah. of it all the time. Mm-hmm. I be in the um, trenches too. Yeah, like I, I hear about it, so I, I know how impactful it is. I understand. I can see how social media uh, molds what content these larger companies put out. If you look at it, if you if you, if you go to Google and type in anything, mm-hmm. you're going to see twenty different outlets talking about the same story right around the same time. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone wants that reaction or that view mm-hmm. on their platform as opposed to the other ones. So it's a rush to get it fast, right? So it's yeah. a rush to get it fast. It's a rush, so to broadcast it quickly. It's a rush to respond to it quickly. Yeah. Quick, people are quickly to go on. What is that thing where you look at yourself and talk on the phone? FaceTime. FaceTime alive, live, live, people live, going live, 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 live and voice their opinion or whatever's happening. Yeah. In, in the immediacy of it all, and rarely do we have time to take a step back and reflect on what happened, internalize it, and, and be able to have an output that is mostly positive. A lot of people want to have a craving to go viral. You know, mm-hmm. and it, all it takes is one. It takes one one tweet that the right person retweets. It takes one post, one one video, one something, and then someone has ten times more followers than they had yesterday. Right? Yeah. yeah. So because the barrier is so low, the barrier to entry is so low. Mm-hmm. All you gotta do is pick the phone up, download the app, broadcast. There's less thought put into mm-hmm. what you're broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what that's doing is not only detrimental for 
yourself, but it's detrimental for the people who are on the other end yep. of. So, it, but there's a dual responsibility. There's I need to be responsible for who I'm subscribing to, yep. who I'm following. Mm-hmm. So, boom, I shouldn't, I can't complain about what's out there if I'm choosing to follow the junk. Mm-hmm. Me yeah. as a contributor to the ecosystem needs to be responsible for what I'm putting out there and much more thoughtful about what I'm putting out there. Yeah. Is my perspective credible? In every topic that arises per what's going on in the news or per what's going on in our culture. No, it's not. And some people will listen to this and be like, well, it doesn't matter. It's not that serious. Yeah, you could argue that. But I could also argue that the fact that we're dealing with a world of misinformation and disinformation is because there's so many people who just don't realize that sometimes you just need to shut up. Yeah. Shut up. It's funny you just said that. So uh, President Obama, within the last week, talked about... Um, the misinformation. They were using sound bites from his book that he had read. I forgot which one. I don't know if it was Audacity to Hope or whatever. But the the Super PAC was was using sound bites from his book, but they were playing visuals of Joe Biden. So it made it appear as if he was dissing Joe Biden. Mm. And so that level of disinformation, I love the fact that you mentioned being thoughtful because I think a lot of times we focus on what you talked about, which is thoughtful and what we send out or broadcast. I do I agree with you. There's a responsibility. But we also got to be thoughtful in what we consume. Sure. I'm sorry. That is sick. <laughs> and I'm just listening to that. You said what? And what we give power to. We give power to the negativity. Yes. Every time we yeah. like it, every time we view it, every time we sit around yeah. on platforms like this and talk, talk about, about the negative things that happen. Yeah. The shade rooms of the world. Yeah. Whoever. Too. Yeah. We, TNC, we, 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 we give those things power and we don't necessarily understand the impact of the power we give people. Celebrities, whatever it is. Sometimes a celebrity's opinion is way like gold. And it shouldn't be. They're people too. They see life through a filter too. Yeah. Like there's a reason why they come up with the ideas or they, they respond the way they do because that's their life. Yeah. And my, my difficulty is we hang our hat on the we hang our hat on how we don't hang our hat on how powerful social media is. And I think it's like a negligence. It's purposeful. I think yeah. I think we we purposely refuse to use the platform the way it could be a used. willful negligence in yeah. our in our community and, yeah. and that's the problem that i have is we have a platform we can reach out to these kids when i, I went to uh speak at the boys and girls club a few years ago in my hometown and i just saw how far behind these kids are because my brother had the fortunate uh, a possibility to go to private school on scholarship mm-hmm. so i see you know him interacting with the grandchildren of billionaire families that are, are well known you know, throughout the, throughout the country, and then I go to the Boys and Girls Club in my in my neighborhood where I grew up, and I see how the kids are different. I see it, and now everyone is born with the phone in their hand. We contribute to the nonsense and to the negativity and things that don't actually matter more than we highlight the positives, and we're doing ourselves a, a disservice because yeah. we're leaving a trail of breadcrumbs to destruction to the yeah. people behind us because we all rely on what's that phone. We yeah. all rely on what we see on that phone, and. Yeah. We need to have more responsibility on how we use the platform, Chris, yeah. to your point. Because if we don't, we're only breeding complacency. We're only breeding negativity. We're only breeding poor people. We're only going to breed yeah. violence and things like that. We perpetuate it every day. We, yeah. we, we, we highlight it. We love it in our music. I love rap music. Mm-hmm. I, I love hip-hop music. But some of it, I cannot. I can't take it. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a point 
not gonna call any artists. I literally don't want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. It, it's like you said that mm-hmm. the entire song last time, but it's 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 difficult because that's popular and that's what's easily digested by the masses. Yeah, and so then do, we place a value on that. So do we have a responsibility to then shine light on those folks that are providing value? Look, I'm I think because I'm. I, well, go ahead. No, I think, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be on it and you care that people are exposed to things that are going to uplift and not destroy, yeah, I think a, a, a part of that, a part of the way your responsibility may manifest is, is uh, 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 you know, promoting folks who are doing a great job. Um, but I don't, I, I, I think, again, your responsibility starts with you more yeah. than anything else. Mm. And okay. uh, it's not about, oh, man, let me make sure I'm promoting Donald because Donald's doing great things. Like, yeah, that's that's great. But again, it's like it starts here. And um, okay. organically, if, if you get your well-due praise, then absolutely. But again, it's, it starts here. I respect that. But, but let, let's talk about scalability and, and how, like, how do you influence a community of people without using the tools that are in place for you to do so? When there's, uh, when there's other distractions involved, like how, how do you break through it? How how do you cut through the noise? I, uh, I don't really know the answer to that question. Well, I think some, one way you see is people trying to reset conditions. So even regardless of who has access to the phone or not, can I reset the conditions of the environment? I, I think that's the phenomenal thing around Nipsey and even Kobe Bryant is Nipsey was resetting the conditions of Crenshaw by mm. demonstrating to them you can be from this neighborhood, be a owner in this neighborhood, and oh, in our shop, we gonna give you nice, dope clothing, but we gonna be respectful to women, and it won't be drug slinging outside, and mm. we won't be killing one another. Mm-hmm. To me, he was resetting the conditions. He said, forget what y'all doing on the phone, that's cool, I can impact you there, because some of the clips that even come out like he, him talking about you know, you know I'm not that special I, you know I just didn't quit mm-hmm. so he even leveraged the platforms mm-hmm. the right way but I think they were resetting the conditions and I think that's where I would love to see more of us play is we can't change what we can't change that's fine and try like if some people don't want to change and embrace that responsibility that's fine but you can help reset conditions to me Kobe was resetting the conditions of athletes he recognized only 500 of us at any given time are even playing in the NBA. So how am I going to teach you better life skills in books that you would read as you come up? So whether you whether you have the jump shot or not, you can still be Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, either the, the shooting guard or Kobe Bryant, the uh, venture capitalist. Mm-hmm. How do you yeah. get the book that Kobe Bryant wrote into the hands of the kids need the most? Well, like, I, what I think he was he was just essentially touching on is it's it's less of it's less of. You can go around social media to do that mm-hmm. by doing essentially what Nipsey did. And that starts with um, less of the social media aspect and more of doing. Doing the work? Doing the work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Actually absolutely. doing it. But I think part of the problem that you're exactly pointing to is people aren't, aren't getting to the work because of social media. You know what I yeah. mean? And, um, but, but I definitely, mm. I do, I agree with you 100% because um, you look at the, um, and rest in peace to Nipsey, by the way. Yeah, um, well, you look at the effect that he had on that neighborhood and the effect that he had on people there. Yeah. Now me, you, him, and him, we talking about Nipsey in a whole different perspective. All the things that he's done. Now, okay, we can, we can, we can go to Southeast DC and, 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 you know, open up 
places here, buy real estate here and, and put people on the game and, and things of that nature. Or if you're Kobe Bryant, you know, getting those those kids with books, you know what I mean? Like there's marketing involved in, in that, mm-hmm. I'm sure, aspect yeah, on social yeah. media that takes place. But, um, you know, I think I think for the book or and we can take this to any perspective, I think doing it and then showing the world that you do it in a positive light. I think that's that's the most beneficial thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that has the greatest impact. We we just talked about Nipsey. I mean, like one of my goals is um, to open up schools and um, in low income neighborhoods. And I was inspired by Nipsey because he did it and I saw it and, and I and yeah. I did see it through social media, though. Or even yeah. like Vector90, like the, the co-working space in mm-hmm. tech that he invested in. I do think this pivots to a great conversation that I want to get to. You kind of talked about this a little bit, the, the difference between uh, impact and legacy. Wack 100 said that Nipsey Hussle is not a legend right now. And he basically essentially said, I'm paraphrasing, but he essentially said, if you look at the body of work that he put out, he hadn't either put out enough body of work or it hasn't been so much time since that body of work for us to designate him legend status. And so it made me, when you were talking, it just made me think about what you said, the difference between impact and legacy. I would assume that legends have a legacy just Mm -hmm. based on the root word, right? Mm -hmm. But is there a difference? So let's take a break, but think about this. Is there a difference? And if there is a difference, which one is more meaningful? We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Somebody Some podcast. We encourage you to share this episode with a friend. And remember, on this path called life, you are not alone. Thank you for watching. Until next time. She liked the way that I finished it.